hello, 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 and welcome back to Gateway to Anime. How are you all? What's going on? We are the podcast where we try and throw open the gates to anime, whether you're a new fan, a returning fan, or an older fan. Ever wanted to get into anime but didn't know where to start? We're the podcast for you, but if you're an older grizzled fan like us, we'll find something for you as well because we try and do quite a few things on this podcast. But I am Sam, one of your hosts. Charlie, what's going on? Not much. Um bit sad to let go of uh, what's been a wonderful season, but I'm, um, you know, excited and looking forward to a bright future with next year's season. <laughs> so we'll see how we go. All right, Graham, how are you, my friend? Also very excited about next season. It's full of top-tier anime. I can't wait to watch. Wow. <laughs> so unlike Graham <laughs> to be so positive on this show about things. But no, we are, of course, doing a roundup slash Hype up. But we are going to talk very quickly about the shows that we thought were fantastic in this absolutely hard-hitting, massive fall season that we are very sad to say goodbye to. And then we'll talk about what is coming up next year in the first season, the winter 2024 season. A eh, little bit less of a hard hitter, but we'll get there when we get there. First of all, guys, what was your biggest hit of the fall season? Graham, why don't you kick us off? It's probably free run. I thoroughly yes. enjoyed Free Run. It made me feel feelings. It did. And I don't like feelings. <laughs> so you don't like it then? No, actually I hate it. <laughs> Bottom tier. Don't like it. Don't watch it. <laughs> well, obviously, and as a, as a manga reader as well, how, did, how have you found the adaptation? I thought the translation was probably one of the best I've seen in a long time. Really? I think um, if we've chatted about in other, other podcasts and things, I think... It really captures all those quiet moments that yes. kind of make you sit back and kind of think about where you are and what it means to be on a journey with people and, you know, learning and feeling. And, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And especially because it's just doing something different. Because you're right, it's set on this big, epic, literal adventure. Fantasy world, obviously. But it's doing something different you know often when you say like it's deconstructing a genre it can be a bit like uh, you know like but this is actually doing that and doing it beautifully because it does something a little bit like what cowboy bebop does beautifully well which is really analyze and look at those in-between moments those tiny little moments in your life where of course yes it's set amongst an epic fantasy land and they're on a huge adventure but it is those moments in between and it takes its time it's meditative, it's existential, and it's also very self-reflective. And it just does something so different. And the fact that it deals with two timelines kind of running in the same way, but different. Because it deals with time so beautifully. Because obviously Freeran's character is someone who, you know, age shall not weary them. But of course, she's looking back on something in the past, which she now gets the very great benefit of hindsight on but is then running and doing it all again in a very different context where she is the elder statesman bringing through the new generation it just does something so beautiful because i guess yes while it hits those big heights and there are some epic moments oh there's epic some epic moments, moments. where it's like big high octane fantasy sequences but just those tiny moments in life because i think it's very easy for everyone to get really caught up in the peaks and troughs of our own lives and get to those points where you're like oh when i was at my absolute peak and i hit the the top of my career or when i had that horrible time when i was really down or whatever and of course those things step stick out to us in our minds but sometimes in life the most beautiful things you can ever find are just really simple and mundane and you don't even know them to be so profound until you get 
to look back on them later. And even then it's hard to find, you know, it could just be, could just be sitting down with a cat on your lap or a dog next to you and your partner sitting opposite you on the beautiful sunny day and you've got the day off together and like, that is beautiful. And Firin does that. It analyzes those little moments, not just between Firin, but for many other characters. And I just think it's so fucking good. Yeah, I think this show is absolutely stunning, staggeringly beautiful, one of the best animes I've ever seen. Mm. I rate it very highly. It's not actually my favourite of this season, though. Really. Oh, oh, I know, I know. So <laughs> I, I will con- I'll talk about that in a second. I'll continue on the free run train. Uh, this is going to contain a tiny bit of spoilers for free run, so if you haven't watched it, please go and do it. It's worth your time. Like You, you, just, you simply must if you're a fan of the fantasy genre or even yeah. just any anime at all it's just really, good media it's top tier but yes spoilers so skip ahead to the next one on the chapter titles or that's like a couple of minutes away what i love is you've got the dual narrative right so yeah. you have the past and the present and how they interchange each other and i think uh it's really heartbreaking because you're dealing with a character who takes about three lifetimes from a mortal like, to like learn anything so she's actually realizing something years later 80 years and later, she's missed the boat on it and it's like this heartbreaking kind of story of unrequited love but also is it unrequited or is it just that she wasn't there because for her the time of passage and like dealing with these two kind of uh Himmel and Freeran and like it is it's it's really beautiful I also my other favorite bit was there's a storyline in which um they get to the village and there is a hero's sword that is stuck in the rock which is obviously a you know Arturian legend throwback kind of thing and the story goes that Himmel the the hero uh, pulled it out. But when they get there, they see that the sword is still in the rock and Freeran explains that actually he couldn't pull it out, that he just went on to be a hero anyway and didn't let it deter him at all. Like even though the legend didn't select him, he was just going to work hard and he was going to do it one way or the other and he did. So I think of that kind of idea of hard work and that's very anime in itself and that kind of combines that fantasy anime element in there. But I also think it's it's really nice and it kind of reflects on Stark who is also a hero but has, you know, limitations of his own fear or yes. that kind of thing. So I think it's good that they they explore the human side of these characters really well and it's through the eyes of an elf. So it's interesting to kind of her understanding humanity as it goes along as well and finally getting things like several years later I think is such a great way to tell a story. I think it's also very interesting that she's also not a character who is driven romantically and in the concept of the show all elves are, as a result, elves are dying out because they aren't driven by the need to reproduce necessarily. It doesn't mean they can't. Obviously, they have done. But it's just great. Well, not great necessarily, but it's just really interesting to see a character not driven by romantic feelings. Well, I think that it's, it's different. not necessarily unromantic. Her and Himmel is sort of hinted to be. Yes, but it's like, but she never but saw it. It doesn't work in the timeline because of the time, and it's not what kind of, yeah, because she's, they're so on, they just exist on such different timelines. And like, and so, playing, it, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like, by the time, I guess, by the time elves develop romantic feelings, unless it's another elf who are scarce to come by, it's like, yeah. Yeah. She, he's been dead for 80 years. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, wait a minute. Like, mm. <laughs> like, did he propose was, to me? Was that a vibe? Was that a yeah. vibe there? Did I just miss that vibe? No. Like, <laughs> My favourite of this season has been the Apothecary Diaries, which I've talked about a bit. I won't get too deep into it. But this anime I love so much that I went back and I read the manga. And then after that, I read the light novel, which is <laughs> And so I was like, I could not stop thinking about this world and these characters. And I think it's a really unique show. I've harped on about this way too much. I know that like, it's just, again, refreshing to see a Josai shoujo 
tone adapted with so much care and it's beautiful animation great voice acting great soundtrack great op everything about it is fantastic i'm really excited that it's continuing into the next season so i don't have to say goodbye to it because i look forward every saturday out of all these ones i make sure i watch this one weekly wow yeah like i've sometimes skipped other weeks of like free run and stuff and had like to catch up this one i will wake up on a Saturday and be like, oh, yeah, sick, this show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really like it. I think it's unique. I think it's funny. I think it's just very charming. I will definitely say that Free Run is a better show, objectively speaking. Objectively. Yep, subjectively speaking, (laughs) Apothecary Diaries is where it's at for me. Though I know it's not as good a show, I still think it's fantastic and it is my personal favourite. And I'm going to also throw some subjectivity here and say that Pluto was my favourite of the season because it was just so great. Now, I mean... Is it the best ending of all time? No. Some major issues there, but compared to lots of other shows, like another major ending of a huge show, which of course is Attack on Titan, a <laughs> couple more issues in that ending, but that's neither here or there. One of the greatest shows of our modern anime generation has finished Attack on Titan. Huge deal, massive deal. But we've got a full episode where we talk about that. We're not going to get into the reads on that again. Necessarily. There'll probably come a time when we do circle back around and have another look at it, like in the cold light of day, when it's not so fresh. And 10 years We'll meet up at this exact spot. (laughs) 10 year anniversary. (laughs) The anniversary. Now here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still mad as hell. I'm still fuming, but uh, (laughs) it wasn't anywhere near as controversial as I thought it would be. But certainly a lot of people hated it and a lot of people really liked it so that's attack on titan amazing thank you attack on titan for everything we appreciate you some of your parts absolutely outstanding but a mid-ending but (laughs) talking of interesting endings pluto definitely had some problems but again an extraordinary production i mean it looked just so good it was really good and listen look it's not one of urasawa's most revered works obviously monster 20th century boys billy bat yeah i think it's regarded as one of his lesser works which is insane when you think about the quality of all his works like four masterpieces but i guess if you've got to line them up pluto is kind of like third i think in people's Mm. eyes maybe fourth which is insane but it shows the quality of his writing i know kurosawa is one of my very favorite writers not just in in the east in japan in manga I'm talking writers full stop. I think Naoki Urasawa is an absolute genius. And I loved Pluto. I thought it was absolutely incredible. Uh, not perfect. Nothing ever is. But yeah, my pick of the season. Followed very closely by Freeran. Mm. And then, of course, we've had the big heavy hitter, which has attracted a lot of controversy for different reasons. I'm, of course, talking about Jujutsu Kaisen. Now, that show has, of course, attracted controversy, and we have, we've talked about this a little bit, but probably not so much, and now is the time to do it because we've talked on the show a lot about the animation industry, the anime industry, and, of course, major issues there. And MAPPA, Studio MAPPA, uh, not, not uh, without controversy. They are notoriously a studio which like to push out a lot of content really fast, which means that their workers have to work really hard, sometimes for not much pay. Now, you can listen to one of our previous episodes about this, but you can look it up. It's quite an interesting lot of things going on. But basically, this show has suffered quite a lot from a production standpoint. Now, I actually think it looks fantastic, but you can see some of the ghosting and some of the dimming issues. And we've had, for one of the first times, it's very rare you see this in the anime industry, that actual animators have come out on Twitter and basically been like, I'm in hell. This is fucked. This is insane. 
a director coming out and apologizing, trying to take his name off the project because he was so ashamed of it. And then like having leaks come out saying it was him and then him apologizing. It's been a bit of a mess. And there were even rumors going around a few weeks ago that it was going to be a shutdown. And we've seen shutdowns happen in the past. Obviously it happened in Wonder Egg Priority. Obviously Zom 100 more recently. Three episodes are coming out on Christmas Day to finish that off because they just ran out of time. But Mappa is a sort of place which won't let something run out of time. So as a result, it looks like from the outside that things are not great. And look, I think it still looks fantastic, but it's a hard thing to pass because you sit there and go like, wow, this content I love, but I know that behind the scenes, these people are being treated very badly and paid not very much. That is the great problem that the anime industry has to deal with all the time. And uh, this is just a really interesting flash case of it happening in real time to a huge title in a big season. Oh. And I would rather just not have the show animated if it meant people aren't getting paid properly. Like, honestly, yeah, I really hope that they, yeah, yeah, I really hope yeah. that they can sort that out industry yeah. wise. But also I mentioned ghosting and mm. before, do you want to explain what ghosting is and also what dimming is just quickly for people. Ghosting is residual, residual keyframes. So it's, it's more to do with post-production and tidying up you know, you, you have an animation, you have multiple different drawings. Ghosting is when some of that stuff is kind of left in there. So you have like a trailing line. Like if you ever watched an old like tube TV and you watch sport, you would always sort of see like a, a ghostly figure behind the action sort of trailing. Um, it's just it's just running out of time and not being able to really polish up your, your, your keyframes and transitions. Uh, dimming is bit harder to think it's sort of like light level so things might seem a bit too dark or a bit too bright depending on how it's it's, it's all post-production sort of stuff that you would polish up with more time but yes and there's also been lots of criticisms about some of the writing like a lot of people saying that it's moving too fast and of course if we go back and look at the old big three which i think a lot of people are obviously basing their expectations off uh, one piece in particular obviously takes a lot of time and the new modern shonen thing apart from black clover obviously, which also caught up to the source material, which is the reason that this new seasonal anime kind of thing has come into play, is to stop that. But at the same time, a lot of people have followed a really interesting Reddit thread just recently, someone being like, this is moving pretty quick, you know, because the status quo was upended very fast. Not that much time necessarily was spent with the characters, the opposite of what Freeran has done. We haven't got those in-between moments as much until sometimes, say, for example, a certain character might die and you get a flashback and it's like, well, did you need to do a flashback if you could have actually just given us more time with the characters together? I'm enjoying it. I, mm. I, I think Jujutsu Kaisen's great, but it's not without its flaws. And from what I understand, moving forward into the next phase, I do hear, and Graham's a manga boy, that it does start to go downhill from here. Uh, I think Shibuya arc is just like the high watermark. Yeah. Like you have so much so many deaths, so much destruction, you know, so much cool stuff, you know. Um, I don't think it, it, I don't think it drops off. I just think it goes in a different direction, mm. but you're still gonna have that. You're still gonna have the high octane action and stuff like that, just different. Like Gojo is obviously out of it, which obviously changes and shifts a lot of attention onto the other characters. Um, it, it would be different, but I think, yeah, Shibuya arc is definitely one of those high watermarks. It's the tuning exam, it's yeah, like, you yeah. know. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen spoilers just in the next tiny bit. Please yes. skip forward to the next thing if you don't want to be spoiled for Jujutsu Kaisen, the anime. So we've had two major character deaths in a very short space of time, which I think 
goes into the argument people are saying it's moving too fast and we're losing characters without kind of knowing them and that kind of thing. In particular, I was a bit upset to lose the lead female character, Nobara. I was like, that's a bit upsetting just in terms of like we had a finally had like a, you know, not terribly written lead female protagonist of a shonen. There are some good ones out there, but she was particularly good because she wasn't romantic interest for anyone. She just had her own storyline. She was pretty powerful. She was doing her own thing. And just to like lose her, it felt like a bit of a waste. I don't mind main characters being killed off in Jujutsu Kaisen though because I think it actually does set up the brutal world of it and then no one's protected by plot armor. I think that's actually kind of a brave thing to do for a mangaka so in some ways I don't mind it. I just kind of wish it wasn't her just for the sake of it. I feel like killing off the female lead to like as a plot device for the protagonist to be really upset about it is sort of just a bit overdone and I I think they could have gone about it differently. But I'm really enjoying it. It's uh, It's got great action, great fighting, really hype characters. It's definitely, you know, it's earned its place as uh, one of the top three. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it is very interesting. But any other little honourable mentions for this season? Um, anyone watch Scott Pilgrim? No, I didn't. I watched the first episode. Yeah? No? Not yeah, 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 yeah. It's fun. I enjoyed it. Like, don't get me wrong. The first episode, I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I enjoyed it. It was fun. I watched the first episode and I thought it was really fun. I was always a big fan of the movie. The movie's <laughs> great. It's a fantastic movie. So it was cool to see. I also just think it's cool to see, um, you know, different like text being adapted in anime yeah. style. Like that's that's yeah. really fun by a Japanese studio as well. Yeah. Like, so yeah, Sarah, cool. right? Yeah, and that's cool. Did anyone watch Blue Eyed Summer? I was about to ask I that. did. It's fantastic. Oh, it yeah, it's a really really good show. Really good. I watched about four episodes in one sitting. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's really, really good. Okay. Yeah, cool. I think you'll love it, actually. Yeah, I didn't um, get a chance to watch it. It's just, I've been having to catch up with things because technically it's not anime, but it's, um, we'll, we'll let it pass. It, you know, apparently uh, it's great. I mean, it, it like, it, in terms of aesthetic storyline setting, like, it, it very much falls into the same category, yeah. I think. Yes. Yeah, it's really good. Check it out. Netflix coming out with some good things. Yeah, doing some good stuff. You know? Pluto, Blue Light Samurai in one season. I've been enjoying Doctor Stone. You know, again, I'm not going to sit here and tell everyone to watch it because you probably don't need to. But like, <laughs> I think it's fun. It always, it always sort of scratches my itch of like kind of smart, dumb. I'm into it. <laughs> um, I didn't continue the hundred girlfriends who really, 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 really <laughs> love you. I tried. Everyone, as you saw, I, I wanted to make it up to the people who were fanatics about that show but as i said in their mid-season episode um i could see what the show is trying to do i just as someone who's not a fan of the harem genre the satire of that was sort of lost on me so i didn't continue to watch it undead unlock i can't find it disney plus apparently but it was too late by the time i figured out it was there oh, so too late well it's it, too it, late. it, wasn't, it late. wasn't simulcasting it wasn't like during no. the first like three weeks i was like where the fuck is this thing i yeah. can't find it and then it's like oh found out later it's like oh it's on disney plus i was like well it's too late are you not going to watch it at all? I don't think so. Like, I'm also reading the the concept of it. I'm sort of like, eh. Yeah, yeah. I've I been the same. I've been seeing that manga pop up for years and I just, I'm like, nah. Oh. Kind of a bit of a mashal vibe to just kind of. I kind of tell feel, you. Feels kind of mid. But I haven't watched it, so it's just a vibe. That's pure vibes. Yeah, it's pure vibes. No, no objectivity there. Speaking of mashal. Shall we move on? Just a quick round up. This season was one of the best anime seasons I think I've ever seen. Like Incredible. it truly was really, really strong. Good. We had so really, many good really things good. happening and I was so stoked to kind of like lit a fire under me to keep on watching more and finding other things. And now 
we move on from Gotta summer. Keep up with that intensity <laughs> and that spirit for the next season. All the exploring yeah. you can do. Wow. Yeah. Now we're moving on from fall, and now is the winter of our discontent. <laughs> 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 uh, we're the winter twenty twenty four season. The that's first coming. season of twenty twenty four coming at you. We're feeling good. It's so yeah. good. So good. So good about this season. This season's so sick. Um, Look, I'm sure we're going to eat our words and there's going to be some fantastic things. But I will say, in case people aren't picking up on our sarcasm here, um, when I opened up the tab to look at it on Mal, I was just like, oh, there's only two things I want to watch. Like everything else just didn't capture my attention. And I know that that's probably not right. I mean, there's 50 shows per season. I'm sure there's going to be things I do like. But I think that there's not any like, you know, immediate big heavy hitters coming back in. Not coming back, no, but there's one big heavy hitter, which is going to be huge. Solo level. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes. I mean, I, I meant like returning season. Yeah. Yes. So yes, Apothecary yes. is, you know, but then the next season is going to have like Demon Slayer and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. So we have like, we don't have any of those big returning Tent hype ones of... to kind of. Yeah. But I think we should start with solo leveling because mm. we talked about it a lot. And this is the one that I think we're all the most excited for this season. 100%. So it's a memoir based on a Korean text. We have talked about it on the podcast a couple of times. It's a power, like, fantasy. Definitely a power fantasy. Um, it stars Sun Jin Woo as your, your protagonist, and it sort of takes – it. the, the manhwa took place in Korea. I believe this is taken – is going to be in Japan. Yeah. yeah That's going to be weird to see. Um, basically, a gate opens in Korea in the manhwa um, – Everyone stands around looking and going, oh, that's really, that's awesome. It's a big weird gate. Yeah. But then monsters come out and then everyone starts to get powers. And it basically, you, for that, if you leave these holes open for long enough, monsters pour out into the real world. So there are these heroes that are called hunters that go in. It's like a dungeon crawl kind of game vibe to close it down and kill the boss, come out. Um, they're all ranked from S class down to f our main character is f class he's like renowned the worst hunter there is until one day he's in a dungeon and some stuff happens and he gains the ability to level up well that's the he's the solo the, the level up. he's a soul he i think it, the korean title was like only i level up right everyone else seems to be locked into their a s a b c whereas he through this sort of system this gamified system he will grow and again new abilities and yeah that's pretty much the gist of it okay and this is interesting because like we've talked about for webtoons or korean memoir this kind of storytelling which is like the power system this one person can like break the rules in a like there are so many like there are, there are just so, so many. many and like my favorite is omniscient reader which i know you don't like no, but i anyway. love it um, but <laughs> that's being adapted into a film series, actually, like a live-action oh, right. film series, yeah. Oof, that's like gonna six be movies some or something crazy like that. Screenwriter on that's going to have a hell of a time. Oh, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, but this one, yeah, it's kind of the most famous manhwa, I'd say. I mean, even more. I think it's more famous than Tower of God. This is like gateway to manhwa for a lot of people. It is. Like, this will be the it's most famous it's, gateway. It's the big one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And people that don't know, like, it's uh, a lot of the memoirs and this one as well. It's like designed for phone. Yeah, so, so you scroll. You scroll and up, it's coloured. Uh, up, down, so it's really easy to consume on your phone. I yeah. think that's why I've become fully addicted <laughs> to all of them. It's a TikTok of literature. It is. <laughs> and it's in colour. Like, it it's great. Um, and there's just so much of it. Like, there is so much. <laughs> yeah. It's overwhelming. It's, uh, it's a good-looking book or webtoon. Like, it, the, the artwork in it is really sharp. It's full of hype 
shonen style battles and stuff so it's going to tick all those boxes mm. i feel that it'll just run out of steam as someone who's read the full thing and not the news sort of stuff that came out i yeah, anyway these are things for further down the track but it kind of runs out of steam quickly right but i think it's going to be a hell of a time i think it's going to be adrenaline it's yeah, the big it's one. It's going to be hype and fun. Yeah. It's the big one. It's if they can A1 nail pictures, the aesthetic, it's going to be great. Yeah, A1 Pictures, who, you know, have been good and bad. but Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online. Uh, 86. 86, all right. Yeah, yeah so I think it's going to look great. It should look great. look great. should look great. Now, another one coming up, which actually has caught my eye. Not many have this season, um, but we're still getting excited about it. So excited. This is called Metallic Rouge. And I'm going to read the synopsis here off Mal. In a world where humans and androids coexist, Rouge is an android girl who is on a mission on Mars with her partner Naomi. The mission is to murder nine artificial humans who are hostile to the government. Sounds a bit like Pluto, doesn't mm. it? Mm -hmm. But this is Studio Bones, and this is sort of an anniversary oh, show Bones. that they're doing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Skateboards involved? Sorry. <laughs> I wish. No. Well, it is an anime original. Yeah. Is it an anime original? Yeah. Okay. But it feel, apparently okay. it's very much a kind of like anniversary kind of like love letter to the genre. It's obviously cyberpunk, sort of bits of mecha. Yeah, nice. It's going to be very interesting. Again, that one sort of caught my eye as one. I'm like, well, that looks kind of interesting and cool. And hopefully it's Bones doing their best version of themselves and not their My Hero Academia season six <laughs> version. But time will tell. Time will tell. That one looks interesting. Metallic Rouge. Check it out. My one's actually also a manhwa adaptation. Oh, wow. Um, which I was scrolling and I went, hang on, is that what I think it is? And it was. Uh, this is called Dr. Elise, the Royal Lady with the Lamp. Dr. Okay. Song Jiun is considered a prodigy among Korean surgeons, known for her skill in saving patients no matter their condition. In her past life, as Elise de Clarence, the ill-mannered wife of the emperor, her jealousy and greed had led to the loss of her loved ones and ultimately her death. For that reason, she vowed to now save lives instead of destroying them. After a fatal plane crash, Elise finds herself once again in her former body. With her previous knowledge of modern medicine and now a chance at mending her mistakes, she is determined to contribute to the empire as a medic in this life. But will Elise be able to avoid her engagement to Prince Lyndon de Romanoff, the man she had loved to the point of her own demise? So this is interesting. It's a double, it's, it's like a double reincarnation story. Jesus. So she dies as this like villain in this, um in her life where she's like, basically, I think in, she kills a lot of people and is like, as I said, like as a royal. And then she gets killed and wakes up in modern Korea and then becomes a surgeon and just vows to save lives there and then dies again and wakes up in her original body but then uses her knowledge of modern medicine in this like fantasy world. Oh, okay. So she kind of like in a world that's definitely technologically in the past. Uh, yeah, she just basically spends most of it being really good at medicine and like fixing people up on the field and trying to atone for her sins. And I read this memoir ages ago. And when I was scrolling, I was like, is that the one with the doctor lady who died twice? And the answer is yes, it is that one. <laughs> the doctor lady who died twice. It's actually a pretty good memoir. I kind of, I'm somewhat excited. I think of all of them, it's an interesting premise of like atoning for your past sins twice over and um, being able to like, I think I like the idea of bringing in like a modern skill to something in terms of like an isekai in that way is kind of interesting to me. So yeah. bringing, and it's all about medicine, you know, it's all about her kind of being able to diagnose things and people trying to believe her and her like teaching doctors uh, how to do their jobs with modern medicine. So, yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to be fantastic, but it's definitely one of the memoirs that I, I enjoyed when I read it. Um, so I'm going to give that one a go. Uh, yeah. 
interesting. I just fascinating that that's one getting adapted for anime. Yeah, uh, true. it's wild. True. I mean, Classroom of the Elite returning third season. Never watched it, but it's highly rated and regarded. I. It's a third season, yeah. Third season, yeah. yeah. I watched season one. It didn't quite grab me. I think I wanted it to be more like intense than it was or something. Mm. Like, I don't know. I should probably watch it again, but I think I, I don't think the tone quite hit it for me, but people really enjoy it. So maybe I should give that one a go. Yep. You mentioned it before, but Mashal, second season coming back, Magic Endor Muscles and, you know, Harry Potter meets a jacked guy. Like that's. Yeah. It's yeah. a great sell, but season one it's was a, really disappointing. Fuck, it was mid, dude. The middest of mid that's ever midded. Like that's how I found Mashal. I was like, watching, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, not, not that it was like bad. I was just like. I watched like six, seven episodes and I just yeah. after a while I was like, why am I doing this? Yeah, the humor didn't really land. No. Like the humor in the manga was great. I think it's similar to like One Punch Man, that type of stuff. It was meant to be, it, yeah. The, the humor just didn't translate across mm. as well, which is disappointing. Because mm. so, it's yeah. big in Japan. It's very popular in Japan. Oh, it is? Yeah, when, when I was there, it was just like everywhere. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. This, this is going to be a thing. And then I watched it and I was like, no, it's not. One I'm kind of low-key looking forward to is a manga I read during COVID, Mr. Villain's Day Off. It's basically about like a Super Sentai sort of Power Rangers villain who spends most of his days battling, you know, the defenders of Earth. But today's his day off. And it's just about, it's it's comedy. It's about him just really doing the things he loves to do. What he loves to do is go see the pandas at the zoo and go and eat an ice cream um, that's on a the great beach day. and stuff like that. But he keeps running. <laughs> he keeps running into like rangers off duty. <laughs> so there's a lot of inner monologue stuff. It was like, I will destroy you, but not until I've got this ice cream. That's so, fun. It's pretty. It's going to be pretty chill. Like again, it was something I read during COVID, and I was like, oh, I remember the outside world, that type of stuff. So <laughs> I remember pandas. It could be zoo. great. It could be shit. I don't know. I'm, but I'm going to check it out. That sounds funny. I like that. It. Just yeah. Sounds really fun. Yeah. yeah. I've got another one uh, called A Sign of Affection. Yuki Tose is a hearing impaired university student whose world has been shrouded with silence since birth. She's lived in the same place her whole life and rarely interacts with others, save for her best friend Rin Fushiro. During her commute one day, she meets the silver-haired and multilingual Itsumi Nagi, a mutual friend of Rin. Unlike most, Itsumi is unwavering when he learns of Yuki's impairment. This, along with his experiences abroad, fascinates and touches her. After they part, her fondness of him starts to grow. A new world begins to open for both Yuki and Itsumi as they learn about each other's different lives. It's a light-hearted romantic comedy that illustrates the silent life of a university student and how one man sharing his world starts to change her own. So... That was from Mal. Thank you, Mal. Credit for that. Yeah. So this one obviously is the first thing I thought of was a Silent Voice, which is a film yes. that is, I guess, like showing similar themes of the hearing impaired protagonist. That sounds like it's going to be deeply moving, and it's a you know shojo, uh, but also college setting. I think that it's good to see these texts being adapted, and apparently the manga is quite well received, and it is quite meant to be quite moving. So I'm looking forward to that one. I think that one looks good. So one that is a bit of a question mark that we are really looking forward to is the anime adaptation of Uzumaki. Um, We've actually done a video on it you can find on our channel. Bit of a fun one, bit of a video essay. We get into the reads of uh, Junji Ito and his legendary manga. Um, This one is one that has a trailer, got announced like three years ago, I think, I want to say 2019, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. had a trailer released somewhat recently and it was said it was going to come out by the end of 2023, but obviously – that isn't like it's going to happen. So we're hoping for 2024. So hopefully that'll come out next season and we can talk about that because that'd be excellent. That's one that's like on the top of my like 
2024 overall or like the last three years most hyped anime to watch so fingers crossed that comes out what are your thoughts on Majo to Yaju, which is the Gido, a feral girl with long fangs and the eyes of a beast? Ashaf, a soft-spoken man with delicate features and a coffin strapped to his back. <laughs> this ominous pair appears one day in a town that's in a thrall to a witch, who has convinced the townsfolk she's their hero. But Ashaf and Gido know better. They have scores to settle and they won't hesitate to remove anyone in their way. Now, this is a seinen, an action fantasy seinen. Again, I kind of love doing these episodes because I'm just like, we go through these mal things and be like, oh, is it going to be? No idea what this is going to be like. No idea. Is it going to be Undead Unlock round two? Maybe. I hear a coffin strapped to a back of like a mysterious man and I go, you know what? I'll give it a go. (laughs) I'll give it a go. That sounds excellent. Some Wolfwood sort of Yeah, absolutely. From Trigon. Um, Sounds like it's going to be. Probably ridiculous. Yeah, I don't. I can't. This is what's fun about the, the way, new way we do these episodes. I'm just like, oh, like yeah, no clue. <laughs> that could be interesting, or it could be horrific. Time will tell. Another one that's coming out that I'm going to really enjoy is the third season of Blue Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a long, long time since we had some Blue Exorcist content. Has been a long so. time. I think we spoke about that. Underrated. Underrated, underrated episodes. Yeah, so. so Graham thinks underrated. Fair enough. Yeah, I think it really is. Um, this will this will pick up after season two. If you haven't watched it, I think my last episode I said watch season one till episode seventeen. F- throw the rest in the bin and watch season two, and then you'll be ready for season three. Uh, it's interesting because yeah, I, I loved the first part of the first season. Yeah, it's great. And then I was just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Uh, obviously, they caught. We spoke about it in the underrated episode, but yes, they caught up and then did their own thing and then started season two off the manga. So those who'd finished the anime yeah. were like, what? So I think if you line up with the manga, this is like the sixth arc. Okay. So yeah, and there's a lot still to do. So hopefully great they world. can just pick that ball up and just keep running with it for the next few years. Great world. Now, the fifth season of Kingdom is coming out. Now, this is interesting because unbelievably highly rated manga, right? Like, people talk about this in, like, top, top tier realms, right? Everyone's like, Kingdom, 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 like, like Legend of the Galactic Heroes, good sort of thing, and an epic Chinese uh, sort of warring Kingdom story, right? But, well, done by anime. So, I was, like, during COVID, I was like, one of the big things about Kingdom is that the first two seasons notoriously have shocking CGI. And I was like, but the story is incredible. And I was like, I'm a story guy. Yeah. I can put aside <laughs> shitty animation. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm above that. I'm like, I will, I will be a Kingdom guy. I bet you anything. I just finished watching The Legend of the Galactic Heroes and I'm like, I'm ready for the next one. Let's do this. And I put it on and I just was like, okay. Wow. This looks Wait, no. <laughs> like it's been really highly rated later. Well, it's because it, once you get through the garbs of how it looks, it's fantastic. It's uh, and uh, again, highly rated manga. Everyone loves it, and it's just like the first two seasons. And everyone, you know, go through any of the fandom thing. They're like, yes, it looks garbage. Get pushed through it, pushed through it, pushed through it. I have, you know what? Because this is a weak season coming up, and I've actually got a little bit of time off work. I'm going. You're gonna do it to do it. Okay. The mid-season check-in. Come back for Sam's new hysteria of Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I hope. But my God, I tell you what, that first that first episode, I was like this. My eyes were like bleeding. How bad it looked. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try and push through that for the story. Yeah. I'll close my eyes, but of course, then it's 
subtitles. I can't I'm going to read it. Okay. Look, I don't know. I'm not going to buy it. I'm, I'm interested read because it. everyone goes on about it, yeah. and I really want to like it because it like should tick every box that I like. Oh yeah. So I'm going to try and push through the shitty animation of the first two seasons of Kingdom to come back and talk about season five. We'll see. Mm. Watch okay. this space. Um, this one's really short and snappy, so let's quickly get into it. Um, my instant death ability is so overpowered, no one in this other world stands a chance against me. Why have you done this? <laughs> Why do you do this? To is this three zero? Why do you do what? this? I'm sorry, I just like my I can't... instant death ability. <laughs> yeah, my instant death ability. I'm assuming it means he can kill them, right? Or is it he? He feel... dies. I don't know what anything you just said. Does he means. just explode? Like, <laughs> all right, all right. Awaking to the absolute chaos and carnage while on school trip, Yojiri Tekatao discovers that everyone in his class has been transported to another world. Oh. He had somehow managed to sleep through the entire ordeal himself, missing out on the gift, powers bestowed upon the others by a mysterious sage who appeared <laughs> to transport funny. them. <laughs> okay. Even worse, Hina, the classmate, were ruthlessly abandoned by their friends, left as bait to distract a nearby dragon. Although not terribly bothered by the thought of dying, he reluctantly decides to protect his lone companion. After all, a lowly level 1,000 monster doesn't stand a chance against his secret power to invoke instant death with a single thought. If he can stay awake long enough to bother using it, that is. So he can kill things with an instant thought. So he's, okay. he's a death machine with narcolepsy. But he also has narcolepsy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. I guess so. Um, anyway. Okay, that does sound actually quite funny. Yeah. Or does it? That does it. We'll, f- we'll see. Watch this space. There's also Come back a- to the mid-season check. There's... Yeah. So many really long titles. Um, Which means light novels being yeah, adapted. Yeah, light novels got being some adapted. Light novels, eh? um, so many isekais this season that I actually so stopped counting. Um, look, we really could be missing out on some absolutely outstanding ones. But first glance is not giving me high hopes. But if we are wrong, please, please let us know. Um, yes, hit us up. Hit us up with anything that you are excited about, anything that we're missing here. Because, like, look, we've been spoiled, we've been eating good this last anime season. And you know what? Sometimes life goes up, life comes down, it undulates all the time. Yeah, and and I we'll think, see. I think that Free Run still continuing through. Is it? I've, I couldn't find information on that. A few episodes left because there's 28 episodes in the season. So. Oh, okay, oh, well, yeah, there we are. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. well, yeah. Graham found the information. So at I least um, <laughs> Free Run is continuing and um, Apothecary Diaries are continuing. So I will be, I'll be fine. I'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> It'll be, be like nothing's yeah, you're changed. You're good. Like nothing's changed. Just no Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, just now I have a Dr. Elise as well. So I'm absolutely <laughs> stoked. And my overpowered death ability. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a couple of that looked a bit icky to me that are. Yeah, it's a mick. It's a mick. There's always a mick. But I could be so wrong. So watch your space. We'll watch a lot more. And we're doing this quite early this year again because a lot of things don't seem to be announced until like just before. Yeah. So we are going early on this obviously because uh, end of the year we'll be shutting down. But watch some anime. Check it out. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what your favorites were of this last season, let alone year. We'll do more of a year roundup soon. But hey, look, if uh, I know we're a little bit, you know, coming in unders with our energy on this next season. But again, Happy to be proven wrong, but we're always going to get excited about the things that we are excited about. There's some killer stuff. Obviously, solo leveling, big, big deal. Uh, there's still plenty going on, and we hope that you enjoy it. And thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find us wherever you get your podcast, whether that be Spotify, Apple. We're on them all. Obviously, if you really like what we're doing, you can find us on Patreon. Every little bit helps. And, of course, we're going to be doing more and more things over there moving into the new year. It's an exciting time. Find us on all of our social media platforms, which are, of course, Instagram, TikTok, and the aforementioned YouTube. Hey, thank you all so much. Charlie, Graham, 
Cheers as always. Hey, hope you had a good time as we did this year and for this season and enjoy the season coming up. Let us know what we've missed. Catch you soon.